Hello dudes and dudettes, welcome to the So Damn Productive Podcast. I'm your host, Arman Kendri, and on this show, we interview some of the most productive of folk in India and ask them how the f*** they do it. Controlling our nerves might just be the most fundamental skill for a successful career. Being nervous restricts. Something in your mind just holds you back from being completely yourself. We've all been there, taking an extra second to breathe before you let someone into your Zoom meeting, wiping the pit stains off of your favorite white shirt after an update meeting with your boss, or even just being withdrawn when you meet a bunch of new people. Being nervous literally affects every area of our lives. And managing these nerves is especially pertinent to today's guest, Zoya Afroz. She's both an actress and Miss India International. Zoya, welcome to the So Damn Productive podcast. What's up? Thank you so much, Arman. Uh, we've been trying to schedule it from quite some time and finally I'm here. Really glad to be here on stage. Yes, it's awesome to have you. And for the listeners, it's her first podcast. So that is yes, very cool It's my well. debut. Yes, her <laughs> debut into the podcasting world. So literally, Zoya's whole life revolves around being cool under stress. In her line of work, it only takes a minute before you become a global meme. And the tools Zoya uses to attack nerves are honestly super tangible. And I'm not just saying this to get you to listen, she honestly shares hacks that I've already begun implementing into my life and I'm seeing success from them. And I can't wait for you to listen to them. There are honestly some gems in here. And we started off by talking about what goes into preparing for a pageant the size of Miss India. There's a lot that goes into it, actually. When one sees a beauty pageant, uh, one might uh, believe or one might think that, you know, there's nothing much that uh, the contestants do to prepare. But honestly, it, it takes in all of your effort. It takes in everything that you have, uh, you know, to reach there. So I start preparing um, as soon as I can, when I know, you know, if I'm selected if, uh, as a contestant, that's when the preparation starts or even before that. Um, you need to work on your walk, uh, your speaking skills. Um, you need to meet as many people as you can. Speak to them and have a different perspective of life um, so that you're not just speaking from your uh, experiences. My favorite thing is to prepare for Q&A. Uh, which is the most interesting part, which is where your personality kind of shines through. And uh, to do that, you need a lot of practice. Uh, you know, it's very different when you ask someone a question face-to-face -face or in a regular situation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, something happens when you're on stage. Something changes inside of you. And you can ask the most simplest question, but if you're not present, uh, if you don't have presence of mind right there, you might just say something weird or just, you know. <laughs> so it's very important to train yourself um, how your body functions and how your mind functions in pressure. So when everybody's looking at you and it's the deciding moment and the background music goes tick, 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 how do you react in that moment is very, very important. So that is something that one needs to train. There's more to beauty pageants than meets the eye. Similar to an athlete, it's all about performing and staying cool in high pressure situations. Any misstep will be broadcast in front of millions. Oh my God, that's running through my mind all the time <laughs> when I'm on stage. Like, do not mess up because then you'll end up being, you know, they'll play it on loop, <laughs> that one trip. And also, the funniest part is, you know, when others are walking and you're standing on stage mm -hmm. uh, and you have to maintain your posture, but the heels are kind of killing you <laughs> and you can't, yeah. I kid you not, you can't stand for more than five minutes in those heels. It's very, very difficult. 
and you know you just have to hold your posture and my trick is to keep talking to myself I say, and I literally say my name is like Zoya do not <laughs> leave your posture or do not you know just maintain your posture have a smile have a big smile enjoy being on stage that's completely uh, running on my head just as an interesting side point have you ever had like a little you know, a little blip, you know, you're, you're in, in, you're given a Q&A and you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. That happens every time. You know how you have a conversation with someone and then you go back and you think, oh, I should have said that. Why didn't I think of this then, mm -hmm. you know? So that happens all the time when you answer and then when you come back and you're like, shit, what did I say? I could have said so many other things because so, you have that, that um, time frame of 30, 40 seconds. Mm. So whatever comes to your mind first, you need to kind of just go ahead with that. <laughs> That's pressure. Not only do you have to focus on performance and execution, but you have the added nerves of not wanting to embarrass yourself in front of millions and potentially becoming a meme for all of time. Zoya counteracts this pressure with a deliberate positive thinking practice. Whatever you think definitely shows on your face, whether it's on camera or, or off camera. Um, and especially when you're on stage with all the lights and all the cameras pointed at you, um, you know, you need to have positive thoughts, not only positive thoughts, but thoughts that, you know, say that you are the winner. Because if you don't think that, why should others? You need to think yourself as the winner. When I go on stage, I literally talk to the audience and to the judges in my head. Uh, that is one of the tricks that, you know, um, my pageant coach taught me. Um, and it goes on like you actually speak to them and you tell them that I am the winner and you should choose me because I think um, I am the best today that I am and I deserve to be here. And look at me, I'm here. And, you know, you, you speak to the audience uh, in your head and that kind of shows on your face, in your body language and all of that. Um, and another trick is to just enjoy, not trick, like just enjoy being on stage genuinely when you feel happy being somewhere, that will always kind of uh, show and the audience will be able to relate and see that you are genuinely enjoying and being your best self. Um, you can be as nervous as you want to be before you enter the stage, but right when you put one step on that stage, all your nervousness, all your um, anxieties, everything needs to be just put back and that is your moment to just be yourself and enjoy as much as you can. So when I went on stage, I was really having so much fun. I was enjoying taking in every moment because um, that is something, it, it, it gives you a different high. Uh, you know, when you walk on that mm -hmm. ramp and everyone's looking and, and the winner will be decided in like a few hours, that, that's your moment. If you don't enjoy that, then man, that's, there's no point in doing the whole, uh, you know, the whole procedure. We're not all going to walk out on stage in front of millions. But what we do have in common with Zoya is that we're all going to be in nerve-wracking situations. And the idea of self-talk is actually really interesting. Walk into your next presentation or meeting with your boss just telling yourself, I'm the fucking shit, dude. It might just work. But also I have judged uh, a lot of other pageants and I can tell you from the uh, um, a different perspective that when a girl comes on stage, her mind speaks. Uh, it's not the body, it's not the, whatever her thoughts are, you directly give that on to the audience and the judges. So I always feel mind over matter, no matter what. Uh, it's, you know, um, wherever your thoughts are, wherever your mind is, it'll, you'll know, you know, and the audience will too. So that's very important. Do you, do you apply that kind of self-talk 
outside of acting, pageantry, all this kind of stuff, it, on your on your day to day basis, are you just like, yeah, I'm, I'm Zoya, I'm the fucking shit, dude? <laughs> no, 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 not always. Okay. But uh, <laughs> that'd be very weird if I start speaking like that. <laughs> You're the shit. <laughs> I should I'm start doing that shit. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that'd be very weird. But uh, a sense of confidence is genuinely required. But sometimes we're all human. We all have that moment of doubt. We all have that moment of am I good enough? Um, or, or that moment of others are a little better uh, or way better than what I think I can uh, do or what my potential is. We all have moments of uh, doubt. So I believe that you, you should not dwell upon that, uh, but just see what your competition is or how other people are performing. My, uh, my thing is to always learn from other people. If you're good enough, mm-hmm. I'm going to take all your good qualities. I'm not going to be jealous of it. I'm not going to be, um, uh, you know, thinking, why are you good enough? Why are you better than me? I would genuinely try to imbibe everything that you have that is working for you. And I'm trying to, you know, um, learn from you, um, whether it's the other contestants, whether it's anybody else. Getting to this point of being really confident wasn't easy for Zoya, though. She actually used to be really introverted when she was younger. I couldn't speak to words in, in front of the old, like in, with people. I would uh, not be able to speak a lot to other, like different people. And I was very, very, very bad at, you know, speaking skills. Um, you know, I had my thoughts in mind, but I, I couldn't kind of uh, articulate it in a correct manner and then, you know, um, speak my mind through. One thing that helped me that I did a lot and I still do is reading. Read a lot of books. Read everything and anything that comes in front of your eyes because that's where you gain perspective. That's where you understand how other people think and how they put across their views. And, um, you know, reading is something that has really helped me a lot getting out from from that introverted shell. And I still do it. And I tell all the other people and all the other girls, if you really want to be a good speaker. You need to read a lot. That really helps. And another thing is, uh, I think, meet a, meet a lot of different people and try to have a conversation with them. Not just your kind of people. People who you don't know what you could speak to uh, with them. So try to meet them. Try to have a conversation with them. Try to, you know, um, gain their knowledge in a way. And, and thirdly, the most important thing, don't be afraid to be stupid or to sound stupid. Just don't be afraid to be stupid. Uh, you could ask anything. You could say anything that is stupid and you can laugh it off. Uh, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We're, we're not perfect all the time. And that's okay. That's absolutely fine. You can sound stupid sometimes, but that's how you learn. The most, uh, 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 the thing that actually scares introverts is what if I sound stupid? What if I ask something or what if I say something that does not make sense? That is the thought that you need to let go. Once you let go of that, it's easy peasy. You can just, you know, joke around, have fun, sound stupid, sound intelligent, you know, say whatever you have on your mind. It'll be a cakewalk after that. Legendary podcaster Tim Ferriss has exercises to get over the fear of looking stupid. And for me as a podcaster, that's important because I have to ask a lot of dumb questions to make sure I'm on the same page as my guest. So here's what you do. Next time you're at a Starbucks or any other coffee shop, really, ask the barista for a 50% discount on your coffee. It's awkward because it's obvious that the price is fixed. 
So if you happen to survive that awkwardness, which you probably will, you may just find that you give less fucks about looking silly as you go throughout your next days. And you might also get that discount. Okay, enough of that. What we haven't talked about yet is that Zoya is also an accomplished actor. And her acting career started all the way back when she was three years old. There's still a picture of me in a magazine um, and it was for snuggles wear, or children's wear. Uh, okay. And it was too sunny and all the kids are lying down on the grass. And my first picture is my hand on my face because it's too sunny and I've hidden my face. <laughs> so that's my first commercial. <laughs> and my mom was very upset. She's like, first commercial, I wanted your face to be seen. And in the main <laughs> picture, what I do is I, I uh, put my hand over my face because it was quite sunny. So it's very funny when you look at the picture. <laughs> and I realize that right now. And uh, very brave of my parents to kind of uh, just let me go into that field and explore and, and you know, just be and have fun and uh, learn so much from it. Um, I was a kid who would really uh, do a lot of, uh, in Hindi we say notanki, so a lot of notanki at home, uh, a lot of acting and just, you know, playing roles and just enjoying that. And I used to uh, talk to myself a lot in the mirror and just enact. Um, so that is, I think that is what they saw in me and, and probably they realized they should put me into this field and I might do well. And when I finally was on set, uh, my mom um, tells me now, of course, I don't remember what I did at age three and four and five, but she tells me I was very natural and uh, I would enjoy, uh, you know, being on set, talking to, you know, um, the other people, the cast, and I would never throw a, a tantrum or never cry. or I would learn all the lines very like, like a studious kid, uh, I would wow. learn all the lines and deliver it. So I, I was not so troublesome when it comes to, you know, being a child actor. And um, some kids really, you know, um, uh, some mothers, she tells me that would really be behind their children to you know, learn the lines and do this and do that. And they would cry and they would want to sleep. And they, you know, it was very difficult to, it's very difficult to work with kids, honestly. Uh, and very easy also if they want to. I mean, if they, right, right. so it can go both ways. So with me, she said it was very easy to kind of bring me on set and make me learn the lines and I would enjoy doing that. So that's how it worked from one place to another, from one audition to another, and then getting selected in uh, one of the biggest, most famous film, Hum Saath Saath Hai, that happened. Now we've had a few actors on the show, Cyrus Sahukar, Cobra Seth, Anisha Chopra. And the one thing I've learned from them is that the life of an actor on an everyday basis isn't actually that glamorous. The process of being in a movie actually sounds kind of, well, boring. We usually have uh, two to three scenes a day, if you, if you okay. are the lead, uh, mostly in, in movies or, or a web series. So a typical day would start very, very early because uh, they would want to start shooting when the sun is out. So... Um, probably 5, 6 a.m. in the morning um, or set by 7 you can reach set depends on what time they want to start and you go on you sit on the chair for one and a half hours uh, for girls at least one and a half hours because hair makeup costume jewelry oh my god there's so much <laughs> and um, for guys it's a I mean I'm sure it's lesser time half an hour probably half an hour to 40 minutes and um, you sit on that makeup chair you get your makeup hair costume everything sorted um, you get your uh, sides, that is the lines, the, the script, the scene that you're doing for that particular day. The AD will come and hand that over to you. 
and you must be prepared beforehand before coming to the set with the scene so that you don't struggle during the scene and you don't trouble other actors or or the director with your lines and if you're forgetting it so that will be very troublesome because on set um time is money you know um so you need to be very efficient with that and yeah you go on um, they'll call you for the scene and yeah you perform and to me it's the most exciting part because that's fun uh, you go on with the other actors sometimes you get to improvise um you know you can take your lines differently if if the director permits you to and i have always been lucky to get directors where they uh, kind of guide you in a way but then kind of also let you be and you know if you want to take a scene a little differently or you want to emote something a little differently they're open to that so it's it's a very uh, creative process which i ge- genuinely enjoy and mm-hmm. uh, collaborating with other actors we we have a lot of uh, bloopers in between sometimes we laugh in a serious scene sometimes we uh, have to cry and we can't cry and then we start laughing <laughs> because oh my god we're really <laughs> fucking up the scene <laughs> why are we doing that and then of course long hours then you have your lunch hours sometimes you have to wait because uh, the camera access has been changed so the mm. other person will have their close up and you have to stand there just for your shoulder so that the camera can see your shoulder and if Damn. the other actor takes 50 takes mm-hmm. then you have to stand there for 50 takes with your shoulder <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's fun <laughs> so it really isn't all glitz and glamour it's a lot of sitting around and waiting for your turn and if you aren't the lead it can literally just be days of sitting and you may not even make the final cut of the movie that's just a part of the life of being an actor I enjoy the process more than anything else. You know, if you're in love with the process more than being famous or more than just seeing yourself on TV or on magazines or on covers, just just mm-hmm. enjoying the the shoot process, the 16 hour or the 12 hour long where you have to you where you have a lot of waiting time, where you have to keep on doing the shots and if you enjoy that, if you enjoy being an actor or, or a model, only then can you sustain uh because the shooting hours are long and sometimes it can be pretty a good environment and if if um the story is such but sometimes it gets down and dirty and then you have to uh, probably give a shot uh, i remember i had to give one shot where i was in mud uh, completely drenched in mud so all of that you know uh, you have to enjoy all and ev- like every bit of it now another tough part about acting is the actual performance if you're on a movie set you're acting in front of a lot of people the video crew producers directors and fellow actors and just a lot of other people if you mess up your lines a lot and need to take a lot of takes to execute a scene it makes everybody's day a little bit longer and i know i'd be a little nervous performing in that kind of moment but if you think a little differently they're all for you you need to change your mindset to kind of feel differently if you think differently you'll feel differently they're all for you the cameraman is there to make you look uh, beautiful or pretty or good and they have created all these amazing lightings and these amazing sets uh, to aid you uh, to tell the story properly uh, there's the costume that is making you look the part the character there's makeup mm-hmm. there everyone is working so that you can work and you can do your part in a better way So if you if you just change your perspective a little bit right. uh you know you will start uh, feeling more confident rather than being nervous This advice applies to everything If you're giving a presentation to your bosses just remember they actually want you to succeed 
because that way they get the information they need quicker and can move on with their own days. So there's no need to be nervous because 99% of the time, you're with people that truly want the best from you. Not necessarily because of selfless reasons, but because if you perform better, their lives become easier. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the So Damn Productive podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Zoya, you can follow her on Instagram. Um, I'm usually active on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they can check my profile out and come say hi over there uh, at Zoya Afros. And um, I read my mails. I get a lot of uh, these fan mails and they're really cute. Although I don't have time to reply to all of them, but uh, people send a lot of love, especially now that I'm going for Miss International, which is going to happen in 2022 in Japan. Um, so I really want your support and I really want you uh, to give me all the love that you have. Uh, so come follow me on Instagram and we'll have a chat. Mm-hmm. And my unsolicited advice for the week is that once you're over the age of 18, there really isn't ever an acceptable scenario for you to sing the happy birthday song to another adult. It's just weird, dude. It's made for children. And if we have to sing something to each other, let's just make up a new song. What do you think? All right, well, that's all from me, folks. I will see you in two weeks with our next episode, which will be an exciting one. We spoke to Abhi and Niyu. Peace out, dudes and dudettes.